0: Hello and welcome to the Brazil Institute podcast, a production of the Woodrow Wilson International Center for Scholars. I'm your host, Bruna Santos, and in this episode, I'm joined by Alex Nascimento, who is a professor at UCLA teaching blockchain business applications and security tokens. We will discuss crypto's drive towards more regulation in the world and Brazil. Brazil has recently approved a regulatory framework for crypto assets. The bill was approved by Congress earlier this month and is expected to be signed by President uh, Bolsonaro or the president-elect who Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva when he takes office on January 1st. Once, once it's signed into law, companies will have 180 days to adapt to the new rules. And that's important for us. So thank you, Alex, for joining me today to talk about
1: it. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Thanks, Bruna, for having me.
0: So I imagine there is a portion uh, of the people that are listening to us that think maybe crypto is just a buzzword, just like many others out there. So what do you have to say to them?
1: Um, It is a buzzword, like anything else, like the Internet is a buzzword but as a new category of asset, right? So as we evolve and we become a more digital um, society, so like as we digitized mail and regular mail became email, and today most of our communications are done via email, that's also happening with assets and with money, right? We're digitizing money and we're digitizing assets and we're bringing that asset-alike feature of money and other things like a house or a painting or any other type of asset to the digital world. And then crypto um, is one of those products, right? It's important to understand that the technology behind uh, cryptocurrencies is blockchain, which is a technology that's used for a variety of reasons and for a variety of, uh, of assets. Um, so definitely a buzzword. But for the people that believe that this is a fly-by-night thing or a thing that might not be here, um, crypto or digital assets have a faster adoption than the Internet.
0: Interesting. What we see is that governance governments around the world, they are... Uh They are aware more and more of the potential impact of blockchain, of those distributed ledger uh, technologies. And we see also both like the desire to implement and also to push for more regulation. Um, I think, what do you think uh, that policymakers and regulators today don't get about those distributed ledger technologies?
1: I don't think it's an issue of regulators not getting distributed larger technology or blockchain or so forth. Um, particularly, the regulators in Brazil are very, and when I say very, they're very, uh, extremely advanced in the topic. I think that is the nature of the regulator, right? Um, as industries evolve, industries break molds and, and build new business models. And um, the role of the regulator is that when those business models become big enough or become relevant enough to to become part of the economy or to affect the economy or to affect society, then the regulator comes into place. So naturally, the regulator is always behind the innovator. Um, and that's what we're seeing. The only reason that there is so much hype around regulatory um, frameworks and, and advancements in the digital crypto blockchain world is that that industry evolves at a faster pace than any other industry. So the regulator is always playing catch up.
0: How would a more agile regulation in terms of crypto look like?
1: Uh, well, you you probably won't have an agile regulator. Uh, I don't think that that's that's even possible because, like I said, you know the regulator will always need to see some kind of disruptive innovation to go back sit, discuss and then build uh, build a regulatory framework. So I don't think you're gonna see something that's kind of like up to date like this came out and, and it already has a framework um, because some of these are just like new business models that were not around before. But I think that what you're what you're seeing is a trajectory of uh, digital assets, Migrating into institutional realms of finance, right, and then the existing regulatory framework for, um, you know, financial assets is being adapted to crypto. Uh, so things like how much, how much leverage can a, a crypto exchange do on its deposits, and that's something that's being that's being done with the existing framework of what banks can do. So as we've seen for the past five years, more and more banks are now distributing crypto or touching crypto or interacting with crypto. In Brazil, you probably will see the fastest adoption of institutional players in probably the world. Um, and then the regulatory framework is being adapted from what's traditionally for banks and regulated financial institutions for uh, operators of digital assets.
0: Now moving to the Brazilian legislation and uh, the regulatory framework that's now sitting um, in the Palácio do Planalto waiting to be signed, what is, your, what is your take on that and how you think, uh, what are the flaws and the, the, the good things about this legal framework?
1: Well, it's a, it's a first step, right? So uh, as as kind of like the premise of this, uh, having so many innovative business models, I don't think that the existing uh, PL is going to cover everything. I think that the main driver there is which regulator will regulate digital assets, right? That that's kind of like the first step in the right direction. Um and then how do you separate digital assets and how do you um register existing or future uh operators of digital assets like exchanges like custodians like wallets like uh payment rails um like issuers of um new you know coins or security tokens i think that that's the first step is to try to like break down into the different business models, which regulator regulates what.
0: When you mean like which regulator regulates what, uh, you mean that, um, for example, Brazil's central bank uh, will play a role, Brazil's, uh, what we call CVM, is Brazil SEC, will play a role. What do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, so it's exactly that. So uh, what will the... Uh, Central Bank of Brazil regulate regarding digital assets, right? And what will be under CBM, which is the Security Exchange Commission of Brazil, and who does what? And I think that that's providing guidance for all the different operators in the ecosystem to understand, depending on what is their business model, who should they look to uh, for guidance on how to operate in a compliant manner.
0: You see, but during the debates, uh... On the bill, uh, I remember the clause about asset segregation uh, that stated that the, the assets of virtual um, asset service providers should be separated from the assets of investors. It was rejected during the the, the debates Um what do you think about that? And is, is it possible to go back to this discussion later on in the, during the implementation of this uh, legal framework?
1: Well, I think that it's it's always going to be a ongoing process of regulating digital assets, right? Because the industry moves at a much faster pace that any politician will possibly understand. And I don't think it's uh, it's even fair to, to assume that, someone who has a political career or is focused on a, um, you know, social policies, fiscal policies and and all that to be an expert on digital assets and to follow the industry uh, at par. Right. So I think that the first step that happened was which regulator, the central bank uh, does what, and the securities exchange commission of Brazil, CBM, what do they overlook? And then, that's what we're discussing now right and then a new step will be segregation of assets but for that segregation of assets you you need to first understand who should build that regulatory framework because for the past 5 years um brazil has been very forward thinking as a society in into digital assets and adoption of digital assets by retail investors but there is there was kind of like it, if to be, to be on point, it was the central bank didn't consider digital assets as a form of currency for a while. So most of the exchanges were just operating with no regulatory uh, framework to look at. So as we evolve, I think this will become much more clear and it will help the industry foster, especially in Brazil. Uh,
0: what is your... Um... Opinion on how it may unfold throughout the next four years. Brazil is going through a transition of government. How it may or may not impact the with the advancements that we have made in this front.
1: Well, hopefully, it will be a continuation of the existing uh, mindset of the regulators. Right, the central bank is an independent player in Brazil. Um, CVM alike. Uh, hopefully, the the new government. Won't stall the evolution of the industry. Um, And I think it shouldn't, right? If you talk to any of the banks uh, in the financial sector of Sao Paulo, at Faria Lima, all of them are looking at how to enter the space and how to distribute digital assets, um, which will potentially um, and exponentially uh, increase the adoption by retail investors. If you if you ask any average person, who would you rather be the, the counterparty of your purchases and tradings of digital assets? Uh, should it be Itaú, Bradesco, BTG Pactual, or XYZ Exchange, right? And then the people already are, are comfortable with putting their money on these different institutions. So I don't think that they're... The new government will will stall the evolution.
0: Well, thank you so much, Alex, for all your insights and information about what's going on in, in crypto assets in Brazil. I really appreciate your your presence here. Thank
1: you. My pleasure. Let me know if anything. Uh, anyone that's hearing us has any questions. I'm happy to have an offline discussion. You can find me on LinkedIn. It's Alex Nascimento. IPUCLA, UCLA. You will see my picture. I'm happy to continue the conversation. Thank you. My pleasure. Have a good one.
0: The Brazil Institute podcast is produced and edited by Oscar Cruz. To learn more, visit our website, www.wilsoncenter.org slash Brazil. Until next time, thanks for listening.